The ministry of Bishop Eddie Fabin edifies, comforts, and exhorts as God confirms his word with accompanying miracles, signs, and wonders. Bishop Eddie Fabin is a pastor with the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches and currently pastors the Catch the Anointing Center in Oboise. His weekly Sunday services, Monday 11th hour prayers and the Friday prophetic turning point services are streamed live on Facebook and have blessed many lives. He's also a seasoned counselor God uses immensely to repair shattered relationships. You are about to experience the manifest presence of God. Now here's Bishop Eddie Fabian. Our memory verse for today, and then we'll be moving on. Our memory verse is from Isaiah chapter 32 and verse 15. Can we all read it together? Ready, go. Isaiah chapter 32 verse 15. Until the Spirit be poured upon us from on high, and the wilderness be a fruitful field, and the fruitful field be counted for a forest. Isaiah chapter 32 verse 15. So the Bible says that not until we have the Holy Spirit poured upon us, our wilderness situations will never change. If it's your business, your finances, whatever, that is a wilderness, it will still remain the same. What brings about a change in our lives and in our circumstances? Is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that when the Spirit is poured, you will become a fruitful field. May the Spirit of God be poured upon you. And then you don't just remain as a fruitful field. As the Spirit continues to be poured, now we become a forest. May you become a forest in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's take it one more time and then ready go. Isaiah chapter 32 verse 15. Until the spirit be poured upon us from on high and the wilderness be a fruitful field and the fruitful field be counted for a forest. Isaiah chapter 32 verse 15. Let us pray. Father, we want to thank you so much for today. Thank you for the joy of being in your presence. We ask, oh God, that your Holy Ghost will be with us. Pour your spirit upon us. Cause every wilderness to become a fruitful field. And every fruitful field become a forest. In the name of Jesus. Strengthen us. Comfort us. Bring joy. Bring peace. Bring healing. Bring deliverance. Let your glory come upon us like never before. Let no one live here the same. We bless you. And we thank you. In Jesus name we pray. And somebody shouted amen. God bless you. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Let me quickly make this announcement. Um, God willing, from next Sunday, this service is just going to be English, entirely English. So there will be nobody standing here speaking Cree uh, for us. So if you want to also hear the Cree, then come for the second service. Which... Um, also, uh, it's from 10 o'clock to 12. Now, every first Sunday of the month, we are declaring it as Salvation Sunday. Salvation Sunday. So what it means is that it's a Sunday where you must invite somebody to be saved. If you know somebody who is not saved, one of the things we are going to do the Sunday before, we are going to pray. Everybody bring two or three names of people who you, you believe must be saved. We will pray for them. Then we invite them to church on Sunday. Yeah. So that Saturday before the Sunday, this means this coming Saturday, we're going to have an outreach. And um, I think that the month of March, we're going to make it outreach month. It's our outreach month. So the 
the first Sunday of every month is going to be a dress down Sunday. Dress down Sunday. Yeah. So everybody take note. It's a dress down. So that the people we invite, they all feel comfortable when they come. You love it? Love it. Beautiful. So let's all take note of that. And um, I believe that it's going to be a blessed time. Amen. Amen. Well, today I'll be launching a new book that our father, Bishop Doug Ward Mills, has written. Bema Judgment and Justice. Hallelujah. So I'm going to preach briefly from it. And then I will launch it today. Is it a good idea? Are you happy that we have a father who writes to us all the time? Yeah. Yeah. It's a blessing. Because when you have a father who doesn't say anything to you, you have to be very worried about it. For example, if you are in this church and I never say anything to you, I don't correct you, I don't say anything about you, I just watch you every day, hello, and I smile and go away. You should be very worried. Yeah. One of the prayers I pray all the time, I say, God, tell me what you think about me. Tell me, speak to me. That is something you must also be interested in. What, what is your father thinking that he is not saying? Many times your father is thinking about something, but he's not saying it. Just ask him, what do you think, Daddy? Is everything okay with me? Are you okay with me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, now this book, I, I, I don't know, but I feel it, it, it must be to me. I sent a message to Bishop this morning. I said, I, to me, I think this book is your best book ever. I, I don't know. I just feel it's. it's <laughs> Bema, B-E-M-A, is uh, I think it's a Greek word. Greek casa. You know, and um, is the is the judgment seat of God. And um, when we talk about judgment, please turn with me to Second Corinthians chapter five. Second Corinthians chapter five, and I'm going to read from verse nine to verse eleven. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'll be preaching from chapter 5 of the book, Be My Judgment. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, from verse 9 to verse 11. The Bible says that wherefore we labor... That whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. Oh, okay. Verse 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. This is the beamer. That everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he has done, whether it be good or bad. Verse 11, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your consciences. Your microphone, okay. Let's read another scripture in Romans chapter, uh, Romans chapter 10, I believe. Romans 14, actually, from verse 10 to verse 12. Romans 14, verse 10 to 12. It says that, but why dost thou judge thy brother? Or why dost thou set at not thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, Every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then, so then, every one of us shall give 
account of himself to God. Now, judgment is a very important thing. The Bible says that any land where there is no judgment, the land is destroyed. If in case we are in this country, people steal, people do things, and nothing is said about it, nothing is done about it, the country will just collapse, it will break down. That is why everybody wants to go to America or these places because there will be judgment. So judgment is the ability to judge. It's the ability to make a decision. It's the ability to form an opinion objectively and authoritatively. Yeah. Judgment is the ability to come to a conclusion about someone or something. You must be able to come to a conclusion about somebody or something. When you are not able to do that, you are not uh, walking in judgment. And so, everybody must understand this and walk in it. One of the things you need to understand is that God loves judgment. When he sees somebody who brings judgment in situations, he likes such a person. Isaiah 61 verse 8, the Bible says that for I, the Lord, love judgment. I love judgment. And judgment and justice are the principal works of every leader. If you are a leader, God expects you to execute judgment. Second Samuel chapter 8 verse 15, the Bible says that then David reigned over all Israel. And when he reigned, what did he do? The Bible says that and David executed judgment and justice unto all his people. Yeah. When you execute judgment and justice, you rule well. If I'm going to do well as the leader of the church, I must be able to execute judgment and justice. Fairly. And the church must also allow me to be able to do that. When there's something, I should be able to speak my mind about it. Yeah, that's my work as a leader. If you have a problem, if let's say somebody has done something and we have to correct the person and you always have something to say about it, you, you will not allow me to reign and execute judgment. Yeah. And I reserve the right to do that. Yeah. I remember last Sunday I stood here and I said I've dissolved the the, the ashes because I don't see them working well. Yeah. And I, I, I reserve the right to do that. If the choir is not singing well, I should be able to say that the choir is not singing well. For next three weeks, one month, they are not singing. And nobody should be in the church or in the choir to say, why is he saying that they should not sing? Why is he saying not sing? I should be able to say it. Otherwise, we will have a church that is not running well. And we must be careful on the things we comment on. It's not everything you, you just get up and come. You don't even know why some things are the way they are. Yeah. And sometimes when the leader fails to bring judgment, God brings judgment. Yeah. And 
there is no judgment there. Your father doesn't say anything and you are just misbehaving in your house. So when you come and the pastor corrects you, it's like, hey, you cannot talk about me. You cannot say, I'm going, I'm going back to my whatever I came from. No, no, no. But you should be happy that there is even somebody who wants to say something about your situation and the way you are and the way your life is going. I will not want to have the judgment of God. I wish somebody would correct me and tell me the way you are doing this thing is not good. I will change. So I don't wait till I reach the beamer, the judgment seat of God and God begins to judge me and I'm not ready for it. If you're a young lady and the way you walk with guys and, it, and I correct you, you should be happy that I'm correcting you about it. If you're a young man in the church and every day you are with the sisters and you are moving here and every day you are walking with this person and this person is by you and this person is standing by all the time. If I see that the thing is not a good thing, I reserve that right to be able to tell you that this thing is not a good thing. Yeah. Bishop says that judgment establishes the church. Proverbs 29 verse 4. He said the king by judgment establishes the land. But he that received gifts overthrew it. Isn't that what is happening in our country? People are receiving bribes. Things that must be dealt with. See, gifts. Bring this one. Bring this one. And then nobody says anything about it. The Bible says that the land will be overthrown. But when Jesus came to this earth, what did he come and do? Isaiah 9, verse 7. The Bible says that of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Jesus' government is peace. It's a government that goes on forever and ever. Because there's judgment in that government. Yes. yes. He says, Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, to order it, bring order. To order it, number one, to establish it. How is he going to order it? How is he going to establish it? The Bible says that with judgment and with justice. Oh, I know why you are not clapping because you don't even you don't even understand it. But I'm praying that many of us will begin to have this understanding about judgment and justice. Bible says the zeal of the Lord of hosts shall perform this. Before you can bring judgment, there must be a certain strength to be able to do it. Yeah. That's why when he entered the temple and the people were selling, he took a cane and he shipped the people in the temple. Sometimes we must ship some people in the church. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good place to clap. Some people must be shipped in the church. We are making the house of God into something. Come to church, you are on your phone all the time. Come to church, you are not even there to listen to the word. You are just there chatting and talking. If we don't judge ourselves, one day we will not be happy. I'm not hearing your preach, preach, preach. You are very quiet. I, I should be hearing preach, preach. <laughs> Ten things that will happen at the Bema judgment. Number one, 
Number one. Your labor will be rewarded. Oh, you are not excited about that. Second Corinthians 5, verse 9. It says that wherefore ye labor or we labor. That whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. We may be accepted of him. We may be accepted of him. Oh, may God reward your labor. One day when you stand before the judgment seat of God, may God be able to say to you, well done, good and faithful servant. Well done, good and faithful servant. You sang in the choir. You ushered in the church. You helped with the church work. You built the church of God. You did the work of God. Well done, good and faithful servant. Hey! Are you there or decided to go back home? If you have been living a life of leisure, rest and comfort, you'll be shocked at the judgment seat of Christ. Jesus said we should pray for laborers because the harvest is plenty but the laborers so if Jesus is talking about laboring and all that it means that the people who labor there is something for them the Bible says that your labor in the Lord shall not be in May you be one of the laborers in the church. Oh, your amen is May you be one of the laborers in the church. Ask your neighbor, are you a laborer in the church? Not just a worker, but a laborer. You see, a, somebody who labors is different from somebody who's just working. Yeah. We, we, who are the people that you call laborer? Who, says, ah, we a laborer? Uh, who are the people that you call that? Who, who are those people? Con- Construction, precious, what else? People who are doing menial jobs. And then what? <laughs> Hard work. As soon as you hear the laborer, not the thing that comes into your mind. Hard work. But how come you, you don't want to do any hard work? Because we haven't understood that the thing that God is going to reward is hard work. Yeah. I'm happy to see the choir rehearsing, rehearsing, Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, rehearsing. Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. Eh, we have come to church every day, rehearsal, every day, rehearsal. You, you arrive in heaven and God will give you some knock here. Instrumentalist, rehearsing, come Friday night, all night, rehearsing, this, that, that. Teachers and follow up, following up people, going after them, working hard. Seeing our media team working, working, laboring. You are in the church and you are just sitting down, not doing anything. I'm telling you, you are you can easily be a candidate that God will say, Charlie, come, come, come. Number two, those who please the Lord will be rewarded. Look at the Second Corinthians five nine. Look at the New American Standard Bible. Look at the way he puts it. This one says we may be accepted of Him, but look at the way he says in the New American Standard Bible. He says that therefore we also have as our ambition, whether at home or absent, to be pleasing to Him. May you be pleasing to the Lord. One day I heard my bishop say, he said when he arrives in heaven, there's only one thing he wants to see, that when Jesus sees him, he will smile. That's it. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 3. 
Second Timothy 2, verse 3. It says that. Go, go, go to the Kodobi again. <laughs> Thou therefore endure hardness. Endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. We are called soldiers. Your friend Shake the next person and say, You are a soldier. Gladys, shake the person by you. Say, You are a soldier. <laughs> so that means that you cannot be sleeping in church. Tell the person, a soldier doesn't sleep on duty. Verse 4. Why should you do that? He said, no man that warreth entangled himself with the affairs of this life. That he may please he who has chosen him to be a soldier. Listen, we have been called to be soldiers. You are a soldier of Jesus Christ. All you must be thinking about is to please the one who has called you to be a soldier. Oh, you didn't hear me. I said you must please the one who has called you to be a soldier. We have become so entangled with the affairs of this life that we have forgotten that there is somebody who one day we are going to give an account to that we must please. If you are a wife, that somebody has married you your whole duty must be to please the man who married you you have come into the marriage and you are rather pleasing other people and other people are happy with you and they say you are a nice lady you are this but when you come home you are like a witch in the house and your husband doesn't like you you are not pleasing to your husband Everybody may say whatever they want to say. But if your husband is not happy with you, he's not happy with you. That is why you must not look for the honor of men, but look for the honor of God. May God be the one to clap for you, not men clapping for you. What is the use if you clap for me in the church and God is frowning and God is angry with me. Most Christians have lived for themselves. Rather than trying to please the one who has called them. Apostle Paul prepared for the judgment seat of Christ by seeking to be well pleasing to the Lord. Anyone who seeks to please the Lord and lives his life by that rule will do well at the judgment seat of Christ. Do well at the judgment seat of Christ. You will not be afraid of the judgment seat of Christ. You will live to please the Lord. You will not be afraid to die. But when you die, you know it's, it's okay. But when you have been living for yourself, be afraid to die. Number three. My time is up. The first service, I mean, very short part. Only a starting time. 7.30. It's possible. A short time, no, not time, not so. I'm not enjoying the word, though. The time is up. Next month is our meeting, 5 to 7. We have to start preaching about something else. Number three, the punishment for Christians will take place at the Bima seat. As such, the man Christopher Ebesi Ewatemuda. I think that this is the part that we don't want to hear, isn't it? You wish that heaven there will be nothing like that there. But I am, I am, I am sorry to disappoint you. Look at it, verse ten. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. Give me the NASB. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We need to close. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 10. Are you there? 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 Oh, 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 oh. No, what I'm sharing with you is the best message you can ever hear. Now, many would say, hey, I'm saying, give me a bit to me at you, baby. 
every time we are looking for the thing that will rather make us be blessed on this earth but I'm telling you look for the things that pertains to heaven for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ the beamer so that each one may be recompensed for his deeds in the body according to what he has done whether good or bad hey ask your neighbor what are you using your body to be doing hey many Christians have lived their lives in Christ doing bad things sometimes you get amazed you expect that Christians should behave in a certain way but rather, they are so bad. Wonder why a Christian will live his life that way. At the judgment seat of Christ, you will be held accountable for the bad things you have done. Yes, we are washed and cleansed by the blood of Jesus and we are entitled to enter into heaven but you will still account for the bad things you have done. Ask your neighbor, this message, are you listening to it? Or you, you, the way you are living your life like that, you know, pray for mercy. mercy. We will all account for the bad things we have done in Christ whilst on earth Many Christians have carelessly lived in sin. They do not obey the word of God. They indulge in everything that worldly people do. Sometimes you can't even tell the difference between a Christian and a, and a, and a worldly person. Now look at yourself. And one of the ways we can help ourselves is to judge our own selves. Look at your life. You live like a Christian or you live like somebody in the world. So somebody say, Mikra, why did I come to church today? I'm <laughs> preaching to you. God brought you here. Many Christians are steeped in stealing, lying, fornication, adultery, and, and, and idolatry. See Christians with idols. Bovire, Josevire, or the Frafro, any Kakra Kakra. Do you know that one? Yeah. Eh? Where are the heavens? What, what does it mean? Nyame Kakra, Bosom Kakra. Pastor Ben, listen, you don't try there, you see. Bosom kakra, nyame kakra. Bovire, bovire, bovzevire. Oya nyame kakra, no aye bosom kakra. And people in Obua say, we like this in bosom sem and like go to whatever, cursing people and doing all sorts of things. Abu Bonuya. Now you don't like the message I'm preaching. The way you are going, I'll preach it. Preach. And there are some of you in the church. You still go and see certain people. And when you have a problem, consultation. No, we should be careful. There are Christians who steal. There are Christians who are fornicating all the time. There are Christians who drink, drinking, drinking all the time. A Christian Bishop, today, dear, why, why? I'm, I'm preaching from the book. I'm, I'm going to launch the book. I'm yeah, launching the book. That is why I said, Bishop, this is your best book that you have written. And Do you think there will be a difference between those who practice all these things and those who did who did not at the judgment seat? There will be a difference. Certainly. Certainly. Huh. Those who do not bother to take care of God seriously will regret it when they stand at the judgment seat. regret it. My time is up. <laughs> But let me give you one so that it will make you happy small because <laughs> I think that people have become some way. 
You see, when we are here, sometimes we hear about people dying and all that. Sometimes we, we, we just get sad for a short moment. Then we forget about it. Then we go back to the way we are living. As if, you see, I'm telling you that sometimes God brings our mind. When we hear that this person is dead, this person is God is bringing our mind to the fact, listen, the death is there. And not just that, but there's bima, judgment seat. So that the way you are living your life, some of you are in the church as if nothing, I mean, oh, today you come to church, tomorrow you are not there. You say you are this, you are an usher, you don't do it well. You say you are this, you are a chorister. Today you come, hey, Oh, I'm going to preach about this book. I will preach about it. To change the way you do things. Say I'm an instrumentalist. Today you play. Tomorrow you don't play. Number four. They are ten, but I'm saying number four in here. end four because my time is up. There will be great rewards given at the judgment seat of Christ. Great rewards. Look at it. Second Corinthians 5 verse 10. That same scripture. It said, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may be recompensed. It's like, it's like compensated. For all the things you have done, there's a reward. You must be ready to receive your rewards in Christ. How many are ready to receive some rewards in Christ? Look forward to it. You see, it will change the way you live. If you are looking forward to your reward. If you want to do well in school, you want to get a first class or distinction, whatever. There's a way you live your life to look forward to that one. Every day you go to school, they are having Miss whatever, Miss USD. You are there, Miss. Uh, uh, you are going. Uh, this, this. You are going. Man Ghana. You are there. Every program. You see Hey, you think you are going to get first class? Don't look forward to first class. You'll be joining the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at it. The judgment seat of Christ, that's the Bema judgment, will be the greatest event for believers who have served the Lord. <laughs> that is where you will be, uh, where you receive, that is where you receive your crowns and other rewards. Do you know that in heaven we are going to receive crowns? There are different crowns. Do you know? Do you want to know the crowns? Many years ago, they used to have a, this thing when they do the beauty pageant. They say, "Who wears the crown?" Who wears the crown? Which of us is going to wear the crown one day? We have what we call the crown of rejoicing. Rejoicing. When you have arrived in heaven, oh man, there's going to be rejoicing. First Thessalonians chapter two verse nineteen, it talks about the crown of rejoicing. When you go home, say, Chale, I think these crowns we must all wear some Tell your neighbor we must wear this crown. Not the crown that you are the Miss World or Miss whatever. For what is our hope or joy? Or crown of rejoicing. Is it not you in the presence of our Lord? So the souls you have won. Paul was saying that you people that have won you to Christ, you will be my crown of rejoicing. You'll be my crown of rejoicing. When you arrive in heaven, will there be souls that you can point to and say, I want this soul, I want this person, this person, this person, because of that, I deserve a crown of rejoicing. Next week, Sunday, bring somebody to church, witness to somebody. Saturday, we are going on outreach. Come, we are going to be here at 3 o'clock. We go out for outreach. Join in so that you can have a soul, so that one day you can also have a crown of rejoicing. 
No me and me na yeshia mo ha. Yang kochi akra na oswe nyia sa ebusi abutire ni. Number two, there's the crown of righteousness. And a training so abutire ewo. Did you know that? You didn't know. I'm telling you, there's a crown of righteousness. I think I need to get a crown to bring in the church so that people can see that there's something like that. No, heaven it to be somewhere. You look at some people, they are wearing a crown. You will not be happy. Second Timothy chapter 4 verse 8. Paul said, I have fought a good fight. I have run the race. I have finished my course. He said, henceforth, henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. People who finish the race, you will have a crown of righteousness. May you finish the Christian race. Crown of righteousness. Which the righteous judge shall give me on that day. And not only to me, but to everybody who loves his appearing. Wow. Another one is the crown of life. Do you like these crowns? I finished preaching. I finished the way you are looking at me. <laughs> when I preached the other one, you were sad. So I'm telling you nice ones. Crown of life. Will you have the crown of life? James 1 verse 12. These are for people who have endured temptation. Whatever temptation you are enduring, I'm telling you, there will be a crown one day for you. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life. It's also in Revelation 2.10. We can read all that. There is also the crown of glory. Crown of glory. First Peter chapter 5 verse 4. The Bible says that when the chief shepherd comes. This one is for the people who are shepherds in the church. Are there some shepherds in the church? Yeah, 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 yeah. He said, when the chief shepherd comes, the chief shepherd is Jesus. He said, you shall receive a crown of glory. And finally, there's a crown of gold. Revelation 4.10. This is for, for, for elders. No, in heaven, there are some people who are elders. Rejoina had a vision and he went to heaven. And he said he saw mothers and elderly people. They were sitting on thrones. Wearing crown of gold. If you're a mother in the church, be a certain type of person. So that one day you can also wear the crown of gold. Cast down their golden crowns. This is where you will hear about eternal ranks in heaven. There will be ranks. Yeah. People will be in different positions. Some will be leaders. Some will be this. Some will be this. As you are seeing, God is going to make us. He said, be ruler over this. Be ruler over this place. That, that's what's, what's going to happen. And then, where your mansion will be. It will also be determined there. When you arrive, they say, you. Have you seen that mansion over there? Four-story building. With some glass and some something golden around it. That is your own. Yes, you too. You see that house over there with some lawn, green grass. The grass is like the grass is breathing. That one is also your mansion. You to go there. And then another person said, You too. Have you seen that dormitory over there? A lot of people over there. That is your place. You want to be at the dormitory? Oh, the place where so many people are sleeping? Or you want to be in your mansion in your house? May you live your life well. So that one day, when we arrive at the Bema seat, may you receive a good reward. In Jesus' name. Wow. Are you excited about it? When you then give the Lord a shout of a ring. I have just about two copies. 
I need somebody who wants to take it for a thousand cities. One thousand Ghana. One thousand Ghana cities want to buy the book. I'm launching it. When we finish our autograph for you. One thousand Ghana cities you want to take. One thousand. Is there anybody here like that? Anybody here like that? Anybody here like that? This 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 is a treasure. Where change your life. One thousand. Anybody? Anybody wants to take it? One thousand? Anybody? Take one. One thousand cities. Okay. Maybe you don't have one thousand. Can I have two people take five hundred? Five hundred. Five hundred. It's a launching book, so it's not. Uh, this thing that we are selling for whatever it's a lunch you are, you are giving to support the man of God you are taking one for 500 Ghana cities anybody God bless you God bless you God bless you you receive a good reward at the judgment seat who else take 500 Ghana cities come and take one come and take one please 500 Ghana cities 500 Ghana cities that's how Precious the book is. Yeah. Or maybe you don't have 500. I think I'll just go to 300. Because Only 500. I think this book is too precious. I don't want to. Yes. 300. 300 Ghana. Just take it. Take it. 300 Ghana cities. 300 Ghana cities. Anybody here taking it? 300 Ghana cities. 300 Ghana cities. Wow. I thought after hearing the message, you, you will see how important it is. Oh, God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you. Everybody stand to your feet. Oh, Jesus. I want you to talk to God. No movement, please. Unless you are doing something very important. Talk to God right now. This is a very serious time. It's a very serious time. Oh, ask God to help you. To do well in this life. To serve him well. Yes. Pray. When you arrive at the Bima judgment, you will not be disappointed. Father Lord, help us. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to live for you, Lord. May we live our lives like people who are ready for your coming. People who are ready. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Jesus. And right now, with every head bowed, with all eyes closed, maybe you are here, somebody invited you to church. Or you came on your own. But you know deep down in your heart that you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. For you, you are not even going to the Bema judgment. You are just going to another place and you'll be taken to hell but Jesus said I came to die for you so that you will not have to die and go to hell today if you are here you want Jesus to be the Lord of your life wherever you are just lift up your right hand and I'm going to pray with you God bless you let it go up don't be shy he says when you are shy of him here one day he will also say he doesn't know you let it go up above your head today is the day of salvation God bless you I see your hands God bless you God bless you, God bless you. I sense there's one more person. You need to lift up your hand to the Lord today. Tomorrow may be too late. But today, lift up your hand to the Lord. Lift up your hand to the Lord. God bless you. God bless you. I see many hands lifted. If you have lifted up your hand, do one more thing for me. Move out of your seat and come to me in front here. Come. Come, my brother. Come. 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 
come come on to Jesus give him your life today give him your life today come on to Jesus let him have his way let him Thank you, Lord. Those of you in front here, just lift up your two hands. It's a sign of surrender. I want you to pray this prayer with me. Say after me, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Say like you mean it. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Today. Today. I thank you. I thank you for dying on the cross. For dying on the cross. To save me from my sins. Please forgive me. Please forgive all my sins. Come into my heart. Make me a new person. Please write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. From today, I will serve you. I will follow you for the rest of my days. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Now let's pray in Chi. We believe you have been exalted, edified, and comforted by the prophetic word. Call a WhatsApp plus 233-591-524-522. That's plus 233-591-524-522. To speak to Prophet Eddie Fabian. Prophet Fabian would love to hear from you today and to stand with you in prayer. Eddie Fabian is also on Facebook, so stay in touch. Until Prophet Eddie Fabian comes your way again, run! with a prophetic word.